First Gen Wealth, we talk about an entrepreneur's journey to creating wealth. I've got a lot of friends, a lot of colleagues, a lot of peers that they're brought up with money and the ability to handle and figure that out. Finding dollars has always been easy. Finding a deal, making money, making money, I can do that. What to do with it to make it continue to earn so we do have that generational wealth, that's the missing piece. We want our money that we've earned through blood, sweat, and tears now go to work for us so that money is making money while we're sleeping. Hello, welcome to First Gen Wealth. I'm your co-host, Randy Woodworth. I'm here with my brother, Jim. Uh, we are, we're rolling right into this thing and still trying to figure out what, uh, what this week's topic's about. Uh, my brother just brought up an interesting idea. Um, we, uh, we're, we're doing some apartments up above here uh, in this building, downtown Owasso, and he suggested maybe we talk about the, the cost of construction versus rehab and, and things of that nature. Um, it's a really interesting market out there right now. And actually, uh, in an earlier meeting, Jim, before you got here, actually the, the topic was quite similar. And it was in the commercial world. And you've seen, or at least I've seen, and probably many of you have seen, uh, announcements from major corporations. Starbucks just announced they're going to open 12,500 stores uh, by, I think it was 2030. I mean, crazy numbers. Yeah, that's insane. It's insane. You got, obviously, Dollar General. I think they're already got one or two on the moon. Mars is next. <laughs> Have you seen the memes? No. <laughs> Uh, what people think Michigan looks like, and it's a pretty scenery, you know, a country road with with. with I've seen some of those. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. and then what it really looks like, and there's a Dollar General in the right. field next. Oh yeah, to it. yeah. Yep. So anyway, Dollar General is going to continue to open. So that could be anywhere, not just Michigan. That's, no, that's yeah, that's every state. They, they want to be within eight miles of their last store. Actually, that's kind of their model. But um, so anyway, nationally, a lot of retailers announcing uh, major growth um, goals. Uh, and the challenge is right now with our with our with our interest rates with construction costs, you've got to entice developers to do that. Uh, and the same would hold true with with the apartment side. And those margins are getting really thin. And when you get into development, there's a lot of unknown. Um, so I think you know. Number one, if, if that's something that in, intrigues you, there's there's a lot that you've got to have going on. And, and having a team of civil engineers and architects is, is huge. Um, but on the apartment side, you know, we've kind of found a hack, at least with downtowns. And I think it's specific to D, uh, downtowns that have DDAs, which is a downtown development. I don't think it is. No, okay. I don't think it is. I mean, there. I think the the size of the community matters. We've heard a lot, like because Owasso in the last census was less than fifteen thousand. There's different incentives, and you're talking about just incentive programs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's different incentives. Well, I'm talking for, about the fact that there's a hack because we're trying to cl close that gap between uh, the construction costs and what you can actually return. Right, because in our market, and I've I've told this to anyone that'll listen, like. It makes zero sense to do any development in downtown Owasso. 
you will never get your return on your investment. If Unless you're, just, you're a buyer. You know, yeah, right. Not, not, well, I mean, I'm talking about specifically like new construction. If yeah. you buy a little oh, retail yeah, 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 shop yeah, yeah. and you move in, you know, you move in your real t- retail shop, that's a different story. But a lot of these second and third story buildings are vacant. They've been vacant for decades, um, completely unusable, functionally obsolete the term that we yep. like to hear. Um, but it makes zero financial sense to go in and take out a construction loan or infuse your cash to develop it without some type of incentive, whether it's, you know, a tax abatement, mm-hmm. um, whether it's grants that we've, that we've sought out and that we've had some success getting. Um, and I'm I, in like the ironic pieces when it comes to like tax bailouts and tax incentives, like I'm hundred percent against it. Yeah. It drives me nuts. And Until I it, hate paying taxes. Very libertarian on that side of the Right. Yeah. But when, when they're out there, it's my money. I am greedy. <laughs> yeah. Like, why not bring it to a wasp? If it's there and somebody's going to take it, we need to take it. Yeah. I hate, I hate it, the concept of it, but I want it because it, we need it in our community to make these deals work. Yeah. And that's what you're kind of getting at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and it used to be like back in, you know, date myself a little bit here. I'm old. You're almost 50. <sighs> Closer to 50 than 40. Well, Jim's done being co-host. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes. So uh, in 99, when I was doing some construction, like the, around here anyway, it was 125 bucks a square foot. You could build a house. Yeah. That number's like now 240. And I've seen it even higher. Oh, yeah. Depending on who you if talk you want to and the market. If you want it to be a nice yeah. house, right. <laughs> you know, or, or some, some sort of non-cookie cutter situation. Right. Uh, in, in, in looking at units upstairs, you used to be able to do, the, and I'm saying upstairs, when I'm talking the, the third, second and third floors that are vacant, right? You would think the box is already there. That's going to be a much cheaper scenario to be able to develop apartments in. And it, and it, it is cheaper, but even that's come up co- yeah. considerably. Uh, you used to be able to do them for like 80000 a unit, brand new apartment. Uh, in the state, or various programs, at least in the state of Michigan, you know, you could get at that time, 45,000 bucks towards the cost of that. Well, now it makes sense. Okay. I'm getting yeah, half of my right. money and I can rent at market rent because if you rent, if it costs you retail to build it out, you can't rent them high enough to pay yourself back. And that's why you're saying it doesn't make sense. But now the seven we got going up here was what? 1.2 million total. One, yep. 1.2 plus. Right. And that's seven. So what is that? One hundred seventy-five bucks. So one hundred seventy-five thousand a unit. Well, your math's quicker than mine, but yeah. But and again, so while you're doing math, like if you look at what you can get in rent, and those apartments will probably range between, depending on the size, I'm guessing right now maybe between like nine hundred and twelve hundred bucks a 178. month. One seventy-eight. I'm pretty good. So one hundred seventy-eight square foot. One hundred seventy-eight. And so if you're spending. No, I'm saying $178,000 per unit. unit. So, yeah, so you're almost $200,000 to build something that's going to get you a thousand bucks a month. Right, maybe. And and it's an apartment, so that doesn't include your property taxes, your maintenance of the building, and all that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, you're going to be waiting a long, long time to make your money back. If you were to just come out of pocket. If you were to just come out of pocket. Yeah, so. In a different market, it might be different because if you're in, you know, a large Grand Rapids or Chicago. Yeah, that's why they're talking about. Converting those office buildings that you know are sitting vacant into into housing units, but for for small market stuff, and especially if somebody wants to be a proactive in their own backyard, which we've talked about in other episodes, is that's where you should start investing. I agree. Is is, is in your own backyard? 
um, touch it, feel it, see the difference that it makes. You know, so it's no longer 45000 for the same program because those costs have gone up so much. Now I think we're getting seven, 100000 We got 100000 per for these ones, so yeah, 700000 of the 1.2. Now those numbers make a, a lot little more, more sense. A little more sense. But you're still half a million dollars for seven apartments. That's... And you're still gonna t- it's still gonna take time to make that money back, but yeah. the state. Well, and the caveat to that is, and with these, you know, there's a there's there's a certain portion of them that have to be, um, and that's why the state gives you the money. What they've decided is uh, there's some missing housing. Obviously, there's a housing crisis as far as availability, uh, and then affordable housing is is even a bigger deal. So the state says yes, we'll give you this, but half of your apartments have to be capped at certain 51 percent, so or more so so yeah, four, four out of the seven this, in four this out case, of this yeah. in this case have to be capped uh in the the capping is how much rent you can charge and the people that go in them can only make so much money yeah, as an individual limits. or as a family so um yep which in its in a way is housing discrimination and that's why it's just so weird and kinky yeah. that you have all these tax incentives to create discrimination <laughs> um, but again, we need, it's out there, so let's take it. Yeah. And we've, we've, we've taken it on that, on, on this one and, and some others. Um, and, the, and just to wrap that thought up, it's a five year window. So you have, you are, you're bound to those limits for five years. So after five years, you can go back to renting them to whoever you want at yeah. whatever Unless the Unless the original tenants in there still, because I think you can only go up <clears throat> so much percent each year with the affordable housing. We better get you, into that. Yeah. Well, the last thing we'd want is after five years, jack up the rents and then, you get know, called greedy bastards, called greedy bastard. But I think that in the, cause it used we're to be, we're doing this yeah, for the well, five year play. Right. Though. So it, it, I think is it used to be, and maybe it's different now, but it used to be as soon as that first tenant moved out, like it was five years or yeah. that first tenant moved out, then you can charge market rate on the next. Yeah, they, they so, changed okay. that. So it is a five-year commitment regardless. Yeah, they, they did change that. The first, they what they call it? Uh, the, or the term of the initial lease, whatever. But no, it's all four of them are going to be marked for five years. Yeah. So in those programs constantly change. In, 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 in our case, you know, we don't, we've got our own businesses to run. So trying to keep up with everything that's going on with grant programs is, is not something we do. So we actually hire a consultant. Um, and there's a couple of good ones. We use a guy named Bruce Johnston. Um, and he is just kind of a guru in that yeah. space. And it seems like every time we talked to him, well, you know, it used to be this, but now it's this because every time there's a change in leadership, when, you know, a new governor comes in, yep. new rules, and then every fiscal year, the budget changes. So they're always funneling money, yep. whether it's MISHTA, um, MEDC, all these different acronyms, CRP, whatever it is, there's different channels and every entity handles these grants and these different funding opportunities way different. And it, yeah, and he stays on. Yeah, it. he stays. So yeah, it's so, nice to so not be able know, to have to worry about that. There's a fee associated with hiring a consultant, obviously, but when that consultant is as well versed as Bruce is, and he's able to go out and find you, you know, sixty percent of your build cost on a project, it's worth it's worth his yeah. fee. And that's what, like what drives me more nuts, I think, than anything, is when you see people or hear people say 
you know, why doesn't that person do something with that building? And whether it's us, we've heard it, you know, numerous times with buildings. I've never, never heard that. But buildings, like, they just <laughs> let it sit there. Well, again, going back, to, it does not make any financial sense whatsoever to, unless you're getting these types of incentives. Right. It, you, and most people around here that own these buildings don't have, they're not sitting on millions of dollars where they can say, yep, I agree, it should be this, so let's make it that. Like, it's Well, a and hard, even if you do, even if you're sitting on that, what you'd be an idiot to spend that money on a no on a zero return scenario. I agree. I mean, yes, I yeah. agree. So, it's, so it's it's sometimes it's tough to like take it on the chin as a building owner, but the economics of it do not allow you. So the question then becomes, well, why the, why would you buy it? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the a question, that's a whole different. That's the question that, Molly yeah. keeps asking yeah. my my wife, and ju- I'm sure your wife's asking the same. Oh well, my gosh, why do you guys buy these? Well, there's a reason. Yeah. You know, uh, we got to do something. And and we are you know we have thick skin, I mean I I don't think if you uh, uh, are a quote whoa, quote unquote snowflake yeah. you should be taking on a not bl- in a community like this where oh, it's like yeah. everything you get is destroyed out there. man you get destroyed but you, you're right they have number one it's it's just ignorance there's they they don't they don't know yeah you know and and obviously they care about our downtown too so they're like why don't you fucking do something with the building yeah. like we are okay or so we like, need this or we need that like. Some of those businesses have been tried, yeah, and the support well, wasn't there. And 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 just looking at the 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 timing on on that stuff, like we've talked about it before, but like we just actually they're framing upstairs, yeah. so that there's actual framing happening on these apartments. The blueprints that were for that third floor are dated 2018, so that's been five yeah. years. Okay, five years, and 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 we got our grant award. One year ago. Yeah. So from them telling us, like, we literally got everything across the finish line, and we were awarded the grant for 700000 for these seven apartments, a year to actually start swinging hammers. Yeah. Well, now you see why the partnership levels have changed significantly yeah. from 2018 for this particular building. Yeah, there are. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, I, w- I was not an original owner of this building. That's right. And I, you know, it's always fun walking around down, downtown and people will ask like, what's going on with this building? I'm like, not involved with it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somebody, that's my brother, but yes. maybe someday it's like, yeah, you know, so, we've, yeah, we've, somehow we've, find a way to get we involved. Have, we have gotten into some partnerships, and and I and I'll continue to do that. I I enjoy bringing people into the business that wouldn't otherwise do it, but they don't always have the patience level. Well, um, this particular building, I mean, it was you oh, know, it, there's a lot of was comedy of errors. Yeah, it was. Just but you say that, me. and and you look at what it's taken over there for third. It's the same scenario. Yeah, I mean, but part of that is the timing because they were both in that same COVID timing where literally so much changed. Yeah, and there was an election, and uh, that the whole MEDC MISHTA programs completely changed. So they were both kind of a, a a little bit of a they had a bit of a mirroring reasons, the yeah. same reasons for for some of the delay. But um, I tell people though, it's two to three years. Like you start today on one, and it's it's it'll be two to three years. Like that's just that's just what it's gonna take. So if you can, you know, that's why I think like, you know, getting involved with something that has some cash flow somewhere right. in it. Or you're an owner occupant. That's, that so should be a no brainer. Yeah. There's several buildings downtown that the first floor business 
is the owner of the building. And that would be like a perfect opportunity. You can operate your business, you can do what you need to do, and then yeah. plan and wait, still run your business. And then when everything falls in line, now you have additional income on that in that property where it takes some pressure off of what you have to do in business. You know what I mean? Like if you get an extra thousand bucks a month coming in, like Well, that's the way they used to do that's why there's apartments. Right. That's the way it was done. That's why these buildings are two stories and three stories because they they number one they live there. Yeah, they they would live there the, back the, in the, the day. The shopkeeper would live there, and then there are plenty of uh, case cases in this town and other towns where there are multiple apartments that because they like. I mean, where Magoo's pet store is now. That was Johnson Buick, and they were afraid they weren't going to sell Buicks in Owasso, so they built they lived up there and then built an additional six apartments. So that in case they didn't sell any Buicks, they, <laughs> they didn't lose their asses. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, so I want to r- kind of quick shift back over into, oh, let me wrap up what I was going to say about Jim's thought. So if you own a business in, in, and a building and you've got upstairs uh, vacancy, get a hold of Jim or I and we can point you in the right, right direction. That's not Owasso specific. That's that's might be state of Michigan specific, but yeah, there are, there's other, there, there, every state has it. We're every, just more familiar there, with housing is an issue for every state. And so there are programs out there. We're very familiar with the state of Michigan. All my Brazil, Sao Paulo listeners. We be in. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll try to help, but I don't know. Um, but anyway, I want to shift like what, when we we're talking earlier before uh, you got here about the commercial development. All right. So we dove into the, um, what's our time right now? Do you know? Before I start down this rabbit hole. All right. So we, uh, we're talking about this, <clears throat> excuse me, all these businesses that want to open retail national brands that massive store openings they want to have over the course of the next five and 10 years. So what we were talking about before you got here is how much of a challenge that's going to be in today's climate. The economy um, is is really weird right mm-hmm. now. So you've got these national brands that are doing really well. Most of them are discounters, right? Or coffee. Some people just drink coffee. It is what it is. Yeah. And, um, there's a lot better. Co- I, great. Love Starbucks. Client. Good. Good stuff. Grow. 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 Love you. But there's better coffee on the planet. Tasting, better tasting coffee. So I've heard. But they are everywhere. You know what I mean? So it's just easy. So anyway, so they're doing well. These 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 discount retailers, these these the the the, the TJ Maxx, the Marshalls, the Dollar General, they, they want continued openings. Panda Express was one we were talking about. They want to open 150 stores next year. Like it's it's big numbers. The challenge is, like for them. They're only going to, you know, they're going to, they know what they're going to make, right? They do their metrics. They have an idea of what they're going to make in a market to, to, to make it happen. You've got to have that developer to take the risk to build the building. And the way it works in the commercial industry is typically the developer isn't necessarily the end owner of the, of the real estate. So all of these businesses, Dollar General, Starbucks, TJ Maxx, um, who else did I name? I said Dodgers and Walgreens. Doesn't matter. Yeah. The majority of them, Panda Express, they lease. They don't own the real estate. They don't own the dirt. They don't own the land. They lease. They've got a metric. They know how many orange chickens they're going to sell or how many cups they're going to sell. And there's what 
you know, we're they're going to try to pay for rent. And that's all based on population, traffic count. Like they've kind of got it. Demographics of the all, area. It's it's a wide range of of it's a tapestry of demographics. I mean, it's a whole. It's down to a science, and they can pretty much they can get very close on where where they're going to land in any given market. And then if they decide to go there, now they've got to marry up with somebody willing to build it. All right. And the reason the developer does that is because then they sell it on the investment market. So it's like three, it's a three stool, three legged stool, three prong, three prong approach, three legged stool, just whatever euphemism. I don't know. I used to get made fun of for screwing up. Well, that's not really a, it's just, it is what it is. It is what it three is. Things it takes three one. things <laughs> to, to make this happen, right? You've got the end user, which is the, the retailer. You've got a developer willing to take the risk and build it based on a certain rent level. And then the end game is the investor that buys the real estate. And a lot of times that's real estate investment trusts. It's insurance companies. Yeah. It's it's family uh, uh operations of family institutions that have money and they just add to their portfolio. Um, so the problem is construction, like those rent numbers haven't really changed because they're only going to make so many dollars like yep. that. They know the sales, like they know what they can, they, they're going to sell. Therefore they know what they can afford to pay in rent. Well, that it, it gets translated. We talked on our lap last episode. That's the NOI and that operating income. Uh, divided by that cap rate, and that gives you your price, your sales price. So those cap rates, you know, can kind of float around market to market. So the the challenge becomes what the investor is willing to pay for the cap rate versus how much is it going to cost the developer to build that, and is there enough spread? Yeah. Well, not only how much is it going to cost, but how much unknown risk is associated with that too, especially. That's a whole other episode. Yeah, so. That's a whole other episode. All right, so let's just assume it's going to cost X the entire time, and yeah, I nothing's mean, going to change in the but, world but it economy. Ha- but the, my point is, it has changed in the, in the course of the last twelve months, twenty four months. So, so you've seen these huge numbers from retailers. They all want to add. They all want to build. You're seeing. I see. You know, I subscribe to the newsletters. Like everybody on that is trying to grow. And then I read the counterpart, and it's in the Wall Street Journal yesterday. All this retail, no development. And the reason is the construction cost, the labor cost, the cost of money, yep. the cost of money being the big one. So you've got this dichotomy within the economy that is re- really like thriving for more development. But because of interest rates and inflation, the developers can't meet that demand. Right. And that's because the investor on the other end isn't going to pay the lower cap rate because they can't borrow the money. Right at the cheaper rate. Right, and the developer can't borrow the money at the cheaper rate. So we're kind of in the same now standstill that we were seeing. With so the only way that would solve that, from what I'm hearing, is if Panda Express. Don't say Trump. I won't. Okay. Um, didn't. <laughs> we talked about him last week. We're gonna sneak him into every um, episode so, just because it's funny. Um, if Panda Express says, "Okay, we can take this combo meal and from take it from eight ninety nine and now sell it for." Nine ninety nine. Yep, and now we can pay more rent, and that can cover the spread on the interest rate. So assuming it, so that who wages for- aren't going to increase as well, because yeah. you have this, you know, I don't know what minimum wage is. It's not fifteen bucks. You still have this push for minimum wage, fifteen dollars an hour across the country for you know whatever it is. So 
that's the risk as if I'm Panda Express, okay, we're going to raise our prices, but our employees are going to think we're going to, ra- we have to raise wages. We can't have our employees not being able to afford our meals. Well, and, and, and inevitably the, the, the minimum wage, you don't know it. It doesn't matter. The well, minimum gonna, wage yeah, is well, whatever you, it takes to get somebody to work for you. And $7 or $8 a bu- uh, an hour ain't going to do it. No, I mean, most so places the, are closer to... It's 12 right yeah, now. Yeah, double digits for it, sure. It's it's 12, is, and you see it at McDonald's, Taco Bell, and everywhere else locally. And I've seen it 15, 16 yeah. in other markets. And that's... The market will dictate the minimum wage because the people, if they if they got to hire, you got to pay what you got to pay to get the people. But that translates right back to what you said. All right. If that starts to add up across the country to these national retailers, then prices got to start to creep up. And then you have developers willing to take the risk because they can the the end user can potentially pay more in rent if everything else is all falls back to the consumer, right? And what they're willing to pay. Right, right. So we pay for it. So in order to see a development splurge like a a boon, you're going to have to see price increases which means you're going to have to see you know pockets getting even even smaller well that's a scary thought because i mean i see it in my my world where people are people are stretched pretty thin oh the the, it is it is bad right now we saw with our recent um you know lost the the school bond here locally like i don't think that's a i don't think that was a um you know it wasn't a criticism or an attack on our public school system it was like I'm taxed enough, and I can't afford another penny to go towards anything. Yeah. And that's really what I'm, like, in my world is what I'm seeing is people that are, you know, you would look on paper, like, oh, my gosh, they locked in at 3% on a 30-year fix. They're in great shape. They're not. No, because that $500 they're saving, yeah, they're spending living six in groceries. Check to check yeah. with, you know, in a, a blown furnace tomorrow, like, is going to completely rock their world. Um, so yeah, they're locked into low rates, but that doesn't change their cash flow situation. And that's only gotten worse over the last couple of years as everything's getting more expensive. Uh, student loans, I, you know, I've talked about that's becoming, that, that will become a huge problem in my, in my opinion. So it will be interesting to see how this all plays out because I think the end user is going to have a hard time making all those numbers work and it just trickles down to, Oh, dude, I went, I can't like, you used to be able to go to a fast food and get it get like a meal for two people for like 10 bucks. It's like $24. Now. Yeah. Like we went to KFC. The, Dude, the wife we haven't and two, had KFC in a long kids time. Kids love KFC. Yeah. And, and uh, Molly thinks that chicken sandwich is better than, uh, what is it? Chick-fil-A. Hmm. Just saying. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. She doesn't know what the, all the hype's about. But anyway, family of four, drives through KFC, 54 flipping dollars. Yeah. That's nuts. That's nuts. I haven't, yeah, I haven't, I try to stay away from the fast food, so it's, um, that's, that's insane. Dude, them nuggies are good. I, the KFC I, nugs. I, I'm not doubting that. The KFC nugs, you got that special recipe on the nugs. If I'm going to do any type of fast food, I'm going to splurge on some Big John's. Big John's, so. Big jo- I knew you were going to say Big John's. <laughs> so good. So it is good. so good. That's a Michigan thing. That's like, not even, a, that's like a Flint thing. My, surrounding area. my, my, uh, what do you, what do you call it? My, um, Delight, sinful delight, or whatever, is the Arby's uh, beef and cheddar. Yeah, double. Yeah, on that's a sesame, weird to me. That on a just, sesame the bun, the meat is just. I'm you've sure always been an Arby's fan, and I, I love anytime Arby's. growing up, let's go to Arby's. I'm like, no, mom, do not go to Arby's. <laughs> Arby's sucks. Still does. 
They got the meats. They don't care about the meats. They got Tap the, House has the yeah, meats now. So. They do. Anyway. All right. Well, anything else you want to add to this? Um, well, I other think, than let's see, the economy sucks. Yeah, uh, it's building expensive. sucks. It, you never make your money back. <laughs> <laughs> I would say all that being said, yes, I do have something to add because I think I think the biggest takeaway today is if you happen to own your business and you own the building Develop. that you developed second third floor, there is a there is a path forward for that to make it worth your while. And if you don't own it, then maybe talk to your landlord to say, hey, would you ever be interested in selling this property? Because your landlord ain't going to do it. Um, so you got to take matters in your own hands. And that's the biggest takeaway. Like there is a path forward if you're operating your business in a building, figure out a way to buy it and then figure out a way to develop it. I agree. I like that. My takeaway is different. That's okay. It's probably wrong, but. Yeah. So my takeaway is all that being said, the solution to a lot of those issues is additional cash flow in your life. Coming back to, that's why you would develop the upper yeah. floor, right? Because that would add cash flow. So now the extra dollar at Panda, you know, yeah. doesn't hurt so much. So um, protect yourself and add cash flow and just get started. Well, you're adding cash flow, but you're also adding a potential customer too. And that adds up. Well, you're, in your scenario, I'm just saying, Correct, yes. I don't care. Buy yeah. a duplex, buy yeah. a single family home, buy some, get started, group up with some three people and do one. Like I can show you how to do that. Like it's not hard. Like you can, you don't have to do anything by yourself, You can, but you can also do everything by yourself. So it's, it's your choice. The point is do something to add to your net worth, to your value as an individual, and most importantly to your monthly cash flow for your household. Um, that's a wrap. Yeah. I like from that's a good takeaway from zero to nothing. We got we, we I like that episode. Yeah, sign us off. About Arby's sucked. <laughs> Arby's does not. Suck. Um, Big John is where it's at. But anyway, hey, um, thanks for your time, Randy. Always a pleasure speaking with you. Until next time. <laughs> this has been First Gen Wealth. See ya. See ya. See ya.